0: Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori, and missed last week. Last week, um, as many of you know, I actually also work, so I'm not just somebody who <laughs> does ministry only and, and, and talks to you and has no idea you know, what it's like to go out there and actually be working throughout the week and, and dealing with all the stuff. I, I actually do have a job, so sometimes uh when we have deadlines and things like that I work in construction so I was not able to be here last week but I am here this week and we are going to continue our final point on the three angels messages and before we go there just a just a quick overview of some of the things that are going on right now as many of you know um I I have believed and continue to believe that the circus that we, are, that we are seeing before our eyes, and it's like multiple things per week. I mean, there's something brand new every week. You have the, last week you had Israel and Hamas going at it again. Um, you have ga- gas prices going up, lumber's going up, inflation is, is about to spike in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. The polling um, is suggesting that Biden has very little support, less support, in fact, than Bill Clinton did immediately after the, the Monica Lewinsky fiasco. So I think it's all intentional. And that's why we hear, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention or not, or and I totally understand if you haven't, uh, if you've sort of checked out on some of this stuff, but... I guess there's, uh, there's rumors out there that Senator uh, John Kerry went over to Iran and discussed some type of counter deal with them during the Trump administration, um, which Trump didn't know about. So that would be, you know, that would be treason. And um, it makes sense that these things, to me, it makes sense that these things would come out now. Why didn't it come out before? Because it wasn't being weaponized before. Now it's coming out. We had all these shutdowns of the union workers and the pipelines and the wall and all these jobs that have been lost and all these executive orders. I don't even know what the number's up to now. But people are not happy with it. People are really not happy with it. And it's not just uh, Republicans or conservatives. It's It's Democrats, and there's many people that have identified as liberal in the past that are now finding themselves to be conservative because the liberal side is just getting too extreme. Again, I say, that is the plan, folks. That is the plan. That's why we see individuals like Senator Tim Kaine um, on the floor of the House talking about climate change and all this Jesuit trained and then on the other side you have Senator Josh Hawley uh, who's who's on the conservative side also Jesuit trained and he is asking for an investigation into looking at declassified Intel in regards to the Wuhan lab so it wouldn't surprise me if things started to come out more and more about the coronavirus, about Fauci's involvement in that. And of course, you know, we know that there's not going to be any repercussions for somebody like Fauci, but they'll they'll come out with it and they'll use it to, to herd us like cattle into a new public opinion. Um, and that's what I think they're doing. I think they're taking people who normally... Even people that would be die hard liberal and, and they're making it almost impossible for them to, to be able to stay on that side. And I think I think it's just a matter of time before this this false revival, which is is, is underway right now. I think it's just a matter of time before we really see this false revival. And then, of course, we're going to see a a true revival. It's an amazing time in the sense of the opportunity for us. We have a great opportunity to share with people the gospel right now because people are seeing that the craziness of everything that's going on, it just doesn't make any sense. And they're looking for something grounded, something some type of absolute truth. That's what they're looking for. And where do you find that? Of course, you find it in scripture. So there's also a great opportunity for us uh, to get out pamphlets, to get out materials, and to really take the time now, because we're we're on the we're standing on the precipice. We're standing on the brink of the of the times that Mrs. White talked about where the scenes of the French Revolution would be repeated. We are standing on the times um, here on this earth. We are we are standing on that precipice right now. I believe, I believe we are, uh, and if if not, if it's if it's delayed for a few months, a few years, ten years, um, I don't see that happening. But if that is the case, it'll be by God's grace alone. But Nevertheless, the teachings of the French Revolution, the teachings of atheism, antagonistic to God, antagonistic to law and order, all these things that we see fulfilled in the liberal movements today, it's going to lead to massive bloodshed. And that's why even... And and again, I think this is all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan to get people... To become interested in religion again, except for the religion that they're going to offer is not going to be the true religion. And we will see the fulfillment of Scripture where it talks about the false prophet. You will see the arm of Protestantism truly clasp the hand of Romanism in setting up the image to the beast, in the image of the beast will be the sunday law and it'll be a religious it'll be a religious thing it it doesn't necessarily have to be a environmental thing i know that's where it looks like it's going to be introduced in some way but make no mistake uh the spirit of prophecy is very clear that that people blame the sabbath keepers for the calamities that are going on in the earth And they seek to destroy them because they think that God is angry with them. There's a a religious context in all of it. Which is why the message that we're going to talk about today is so important. And that message is the fourth angel. Now... Some of you might be thinking, uh, what are you talking about? There's only three angels. There's the first angel, the second angel, the third angel, as you can read very, very clearly in Revelation chapter 14. Well, there's actually a mention of a fourth angel. And the fourth angel, and sometimes we refer to it in different ways, which I'll go over in a moment first i just want to take a look at the actual passage in scripture that talks about this it's a special message given right before the end right before the plagues come right before the hour of probation is closed for the world forever so this is the really the, the final warning cry to the world And you can find it in Revelation chapter 18, right in the first few verses. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 so that we can get some context here. And we can see exactly what is the all-encompassing parts of this message. Now it reads in Revelation chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. And then it goes on from there to talk about some of the dealings that God is going to have towards this system. Now, if you remember in Revelation chapter 14, the second angel's message, when it said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that was tied directly to 1844. Now, this one is talking about something else. First off, the whole world is lightened with the glory of this angel. So this is a message that's going to be worldwide. This is going to take over the media. This is going to take over um, everybody's talking points. And this is going to be the issue in the last days. Now, the issue we know that's going to be in the last days is going to be the seal of God versus the mark of the beast. Are you going to receive the Sunday law or the Sabbath? So we already know the context of what is going to be spoken about, but here we learn that it's going to go throughout the entire world. The earth was lightened with his glory. It says, and he cried mightily with a strong voice. We could refer to this as a loud cry, right? Saying, Babylon the Great is Fallen. Now, unlike Revelation chapter 14, or the second angel's message, which is within there, it talked about Babylon is Fallen. Now, Babylon included the apostate Protestants, and that's specifically what it was referring to there. In this chapter, it's talking about Babylon the Great. And if you look through Revelation chapter 17, you'll find that, Babylon the Great, mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, is referred to as the great whore of Babylon, or the Roman Catholic Church, the papacy, the papal system. So it says here, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. So this message will be talking about Rome in its fallen state specifically. Uh, So, I don't think this will fit very well if in the ecumenical movements. I don't think it will fit very well in individuals who are either refusing to speak up or are directly rubbing elbows with the papacy. This message will not be given by them. I think that's very clear from the context. So Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, has become the habitation of devils. So it's a revealing to the world... That, that Rome is a fallen system, and that it is controlled by demonic spirits. It has uh, become the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So the sins of Babylon will be specifically spoken about. If you guys have ever had the opportunity, I would suggest highly, if you haven't already, to take a look at pastor bill hughes's behind the door series in that series he talks about rome's involvement in many many issues which have been mysteries of history such as john f kennedy's assassination abraham lincoln's assassination the start of world war one the start and finish of world war ii vietnam and Many, many other topics, uh going all the way back to the Reformation and before. But it talks about Rome, talks about the Jesuit order, talks about what they're doing. Some of the quotes I've read to you from J.A. Wiley there, you'll find some of those again. But it's a really it's a really interesting and truthful and highly cited cited. He uses a lot of citations to show how history has actually unfolded and history we can see um it's not the way that they've written it in the books it's the way the bible reveals it so history is revealed through the bible and the sources and citations if you look for them they can be found to see what history is really trying to tell us and i kind of said that weird but in, in basically in a nutshell the Bible is very clear that the enemy of God and man on earth is the Antichrist system, is Babylon the Great, is Rome. So Rome, therefore, would be involved in a lot of these a lot of these issues, a lot of these wars, a lot of these, these mysteries, the sinking of the Titanic, all sorts of things. And they're there. They're there at every step of the way. Now, moreover, it says that all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of for fornication. That's their acceptance of papal laws and or the Sunday law. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. So the, pol- the political leaders of the world are working with Rome, according to this verse. And that will be part of the message. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. So in other words, the merchants of the earth, you know, like the individuals who own Google and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter all these individuals Amazon all these individuals the Bible says they are allowed to become rich and wealthy because they work with Rome that's why you see all this censorship and everything else going on it's because they while they are rich they are not free Keep that, keep that in mind. They might be wealthy. These political leaders might have a lot of things. They might have power. They might have almost any pleasantry that you could ever ask for at, at the tips of their fingers. But one thing they are not, they are not free. They are only free when they are obedient to Rome, which is not freedom. They are free to be sinful, to be licentious, to do Rome's bidding. That's it. But it goes on. It says, I heard another voice from he- heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. So the message goes to the world to come out of the fallen systems of the earth and come to the true doctrine, which is in Jesus Christ. And the true message, which we found in the first angel's message. Everything that was in there. The everlasting gospel, fearing God, keep his, keeping his commandments, diet and health, and all those things that were all part of it. God calls people out of those systems into, into the true faith. Into the true faith. And I don't think it will be an org- organization or an institution, by the way. I think the work will be finished by people. I mean, think about it. When the earth is looking for God's true people and they're hiding in the mountains and everything, is there going to be some official institution or organization up there? No, there's not. There's just going to be the body of believers. So we have to think that way. We have to think in the terms of what is the church? The church is God's people. That's it. That's why God is saying here in Revelation chapter 18, come out of her, my people. He recognizes that his church is in Babylonian captivity, so that some of the members of his people, of his flock, are in these fallen institutions. And the only way that we're going to reach them is if we have the courage and bravery to tell them the truth, to tell them that they are in a fallen organization that they're in a fallen institution that rome is evil we, who's going to tell the catholics that their system is broken and has been broken and is the enemy of christ they have to know those things because if they don't know those things then they can't make a decision and if they can't make a decision then they could be lost because we weren't willing to speak up and tell them we weren't willing to love them enough to tell them the truth so let's find out a little bit more about this loud cry situation and how it started. I have quite a lengthy quote here from Early Writings. It's from Early Writings, page 270 and 271. But I promise you it's worth it. Uh, Mrs. White says this, I asked the meaning of the shaking I had seen and was shown that it would be caused by the straight testimony called forth by the counsel of the true witness to the Laodiceans. This will have its effect upon the heart of the receiver and will lead him to exalt the standard and pour forth the straight truth. Some will not bear the straight testimony. They will rise up against it, and this will cause a shaking among God's people. I saw the testimony of the true witness had not been half-heeded. The solemn testimony, upon which the destiny of the church hangs, has been lightly esteemed, if not entirely disregarded. This testimony must work deep repentance. All who truly receive it will obey it and be purified. Said the angel, List ye. Soon I heard a voice, like many musical instruments, all sounding in perfect strains, sweet and harmonious. It surpassed any music I had ever heard, seeming to be full of mercy, compassion, and elevating holy joy. It thrilled through my whole being, Said the angel, Look ye, my attention was turned to the company I had seen, who were mightily shaken. I was shown those whom I had before seen weeping and praying in agony of spirit. The company of guardian angels around them had been doubled, and they were clothed with an armor from their head to their feet. They moved in exact order, like a company of soldiers. Their countenances expressed the severe conflict which they had endured, the agonizing struggle they had passed through. Yet their features, marked with severe internal anguish, now shone with the light and glory of heaven. They had obtained the victory, and it called forth from them the light and gratitude and holy sacred joy. The numbers of this company had lessened. Some had been shaken out and left by the way. The careless and indifferent, who did not join with those who prized the victory and salvation enough to perseveringly plead and agonize for it, did not obtain it and they were left behind in darkness and their places were immediately filled by others taking hold of the truth and coming into the ranks evil angels still pressed around them but could have no power over them i heard those clothed with armor speak for the truth with great power it had effect many had been bound some wives by their husbands some children by their parents the honest who had been prevented from hearing the truth now eagerly laid hold upon it. All fear of their relatives was gone, and the truth alone was exalted to them. They had been hungering and thirsting for truth. It was dearer and more precious than life. I asked, What had made this great change? An angel answered, It is the latter rain, the refreshing from the presence of the Lord, the loud cry of the third angel. So, there's a lot of things in there. I understand there's a lot of things, but try just so I can give you a synopsis of basically what happens here. You have a group of people that love truth, that don't pull punches, that cry aloud, they spare not, they show the house of Jacob their sins. These are the, these are the folks from Ezekiel chapter 8 that sigh and cry for the abominations that are done in the land. They're not afraid to point out when leadership is, is involved in ecumenical movements that are destroying the church, when false doctrines and delusions have entered the church, and they're, they're, they're willing to be just like Elijah, to be just like John the Baptist, and to tell people, even if it hurts, the truth. This is the straight testimony. This is the straight testimony. Now, some will rise up against this, This is what takes place. They rise up against it, and there's this battle that goes on, and then you have a shaking period. And I believe we're in that period now. We have some people who refuse to accept the straight testimony, and we have others who love the straight testimony. And I think these two groups are becoming more and more distinct and separate as time goes on. You have the careless and indifferent, Versus those who are sighing and crying and weeping in agony of spirit before the Lord so that they can overcome their sins. Now, as Mrs. White said, she saw this group and they looked like battle-hardened individuals from the the intense internal anguish which they went through. So you have the straight testimony given by some while simultaneously this same group who's giving the straight testimony... They're trying with all their hearts, all their minds, all their strength, through the power of God, to overcome sin. They're taking this work very serious. Now you have this other group. They don't want the straight testimony. They rise up against it, and they're careless and indifferent. They love their sins. They quiet themselves. They comfort themselves. And what happens to them? They are eventually lost. They're actually shaken out. And shaken out doesn't mean that somebody leaves the church in the sense of the organization or the institution. Shaking means who is shaken out of the true doctrine and who's not. That's the foundation, Jesus Christ and his doctrine. All right. so as we move forward, this group who finally begins to really gain the victory over sin, they turn around and send this message out to the world. They give this message to the world, and they are refreshed by God's Holy Spirit. And it ends by saying, It is the latter rain, the refreshing from the presence of the Lord, the loud cry of the third angel. So the those who give the loud cry of the third angel, or the fourth angel as it's sometimes referred to here, the, the angel from Revelation chapter 18... That is that is That coincides with the latter rain and the, the loud cry and the straight testimony comes right before that. I believe we are living in the time of the straight testimony right now. I believe that we are living in the time of the shaking right now. And we have to take things very, very seriously. We have to take the time that we're living in right now very, very seriously because we're not. We're not going to have very much extended periods from here on out. As we see calamity on the heels of calamity, we we have to we have to acknowledge that something cataclysmic is coming. Something huge is coming. World War III could be coming. We don't know exactly. The bloodshed that's going to be going on throughout the world. We have to take advantage of the time we have now. We have to take our diets and our walks with Christ, take our devotion times seriously. We have to take our relationship with God seriously. We have to take take the opportunity that the people, people who are interested in hearing the messages right now, and they are, we have to take advantage of that. I have another quote here, letter 20, 1884, talking about the loud cry. God is raising up a class to give the loud cry of the third angel's message. It is Satan's object now to get up new theories to divert the mind from the true work and genuine message for this time. He stirs up minds to give false interpretation of scripture. A spurious, loud cry. The real message may not have its effect... Uh, that the real message may not have its effect when it does come. This is one of the greatest evidences that the loud cry will soon be heard and the earth will be lightened with the glory of God. Folks, I've heard individuals talk about the Holy Spirit issue and say that that's part of the loud cry. that this is this is going to be I've heard people say it's it's the seal of God and the mark versus the mark of the beast before that's just one example now there's many there's the feast days the 2520 you know you have the flat earth thing going on right now as well but what is the actual message of the loud cry of the third angel and all all of it tying back to the three angels messages that we talked about that's our message that's our message it's not to get sidetracked with these distractions of this person wrote this here. That person did that there. The Holy Spirit's not a person. It's not part of the Godhead. Uh, the Earth is flat. All these other things. Even let's say, even if it's true. Let's say, even if it's true. I don't. If you have, if you have one of these beliefs, I'm not even gonna say you're wrong. Okay. But is that part of our message for the last days? The answer is. No, it's not. So you can have one of these beliefs. Just don't, don't let it take over. Don't start preaching it like it, like it's it's a salvational issue and Babylon the Great has fallen. Oh, we'll get to that later, because we have to we have to deal with this other issue first. No, these are side these are side issues, these are distractions. And we must take the work that we that God has given us very clearly outlined before us. In a simple study of the Bible, the first, second, and third angel's message and the loud cry of the third angel. That's our work for this time. That's our work. So I'm going to close. uh, I'm going to do one more uh, quote here. It looks like, yeah, just one more. Uh, Review and Herald, May 10th, 1887. Again, Mrs. White. It says, My brethren and sisters, let us remember here is the evidence that God will work. You are not to trust in any power but that of the Lord God of Israel, But if you have enmity in your hearts, you cannot expect that God will let his blessing rest upon you. No one will enter the city of God with anything that defiles. We must get ready for the latter rain. The earth is to be lighted with the glory of the third angel. Not a little corner only, but the whole earth. You may think that the work you are doing now is lost. But I tell you, it is not lost. When the message shall go with a loud cry, those who hear the truth now will spring to the front and work with mighty power but you must have faith it is no use to enter cities unless you have faith in God and believe that a work is to be accomplished there you must believe that it is Christ who is by our side and is finding access to souls and when you have done the best you can you must believe and commit all to Jesus so folks even if we look at the things around us and we see that perhaps the the work that we are doing is is not bearing much fruit well we got to keep in mind the saying of John Quincy Adams which is the duty is ours the results are God's it is our duty to give this message and the rest we leave with God God we plant the seed we may water we may do all sorts of things to help that plant grow, but only God can give the growth. And when the loud cry, a lot of us don't understand that the books you hand out, the pamphlets, the, the acts of mercy that you give to people and, and reveal the truth of Christ and his love to people, that when the loud cry does really come into full swing, that those individuals, they'll dust off those books, they'll dust off those pamphlets, They will remember those acts of mercy, and perhaps because of the work that you've done, a little kindness that you did, a card that you gave, a pamphlet that you you left somewhere, a book that you handed out, a friend that you gave a word in due season, they might be in heaven because you trusted in Jesus with their souls so so never forget that we never know who's watching that we always must be witnesses and we have to give this straight testimony so that we can cause a shaking among God's people that way we can we can move forward with this work and get to the loud cry and the latter rain so that one day we can go home and we can see on the sea of glass the fruits of our labor. Looks like that's all. That's it. We're, we're just about out of time there. I think I went a little bit over, but that's okay. Um, I wasn't here last week, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's the fourth angel. Next time we'll take a look at some current events and some of the things going on, and perhaps a little bit of history. Um, I'm Cody Moore. You've been listening to Truth Triumphant Radio, and we'll catch you next time. God bless.